Hey everybody, welcome to Leveling Up with Brigham Blackham. In today's show, we have Vivian Pierre, one of my good friends and mentors. Absolutely stoked to be here today to share her story and to hear a little bit more about how she's leveled up in her business and be able to share with you and, and everyone else exactly what goes into running a successful business. So Vivian, to start off, I, I want to know, besides work and family, what are you most passionate about? Well, Brigham, I just want to uh, say thank you for having me. Oh, I'm absolutely. so excited to be here today and to share what I've been learning, the ups, the downs, you know, all the different things that goes into building a business and all the the things that are going into being a successful business owner, um, especially in today's market, as you know, that things are so, um, they're changing so dramatically. Absolutely. And people are, uh, you know, they're looking for something else. They're looking for something different, right? And, uh, and pretty much that's what I was looking for, you yeah. know? So a little bit about my story is, um, you know that, you know, we did what they told us to do. Yeah. Go to school, get the job, get the degree, you know, for me, I was a physical therapist, you know, very prestigious in my oh, family, yeah. you know, <laughs> being from Trinidad and Tobago, you know, education was a big part of, you know, our culture of how we grew up. And but what I found out is that I was just living paycheck to paycheck, right? Long mm -hmm. hours, the sunrise to the sunset. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved what I did. I loved working with my patients. I loved um, working um, and helping individuals really throughout the rehab process. Yeah. I loved giving them back their lives. I was working in the neurological um, space and I just loved seeing, you know, and having the ability to change lives. However, being broke, busted, and disgusted mm. was not working <laughs> for me, you know? And, and so many other people in the healthcare industry, you know, right. the long hours and stuff, you know, I speak with nurses or even doctors, you know, yeah. it, it, it may be long hours, they may be getting maybe the pay that they want, but they're away from their families, right? They're yeah. not um, being able to um, have the life that they thought that they were going to get, getting into these types of lifestyles. Exactly. And so for me, I felt like I was building somebody else's dream. I came oh. here thinking that I was going to build this phenomenal life for myself. And what I found was that I was working most of the time. Mm. I didn't come here to simply work, to right. live, right? We wanted to live to work. For me, my passion was about, I wanted to spend time with my family. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to travel. I wanted to experience new things. I wanted to see the beaches of the world. I mean, for me, one of my favorite, favorite, um, if you were to think of uh, experiences, is just sitting on the beach. Yeah. You can smell the water, right? The salt. Oh, I almost hear it. You're right. Oh, the so waves good. coming in, right? And uh, you know, they laugh at me when I say this, but you know when you see the seagull and just those two like, footsteps on the yeah. beach, right? I love that. And then you hear, you know, kids or families laughing in the background. That's kind of my ideal picture. The sun is setting. It's like, it's that, that's the perfect, you know, scenario for me. So for me, one of the things, one of my goals is to be able to travel the world. Yeah. Right. And see the beaches of the world. Right. I love that. And then experience that with the people I love, my family, my friends. Right. Give back to my community. Like, that's what I wanted to do. But I was broke, busted, disgusted, working 60, 70, 80, sometimes hours a week. Right. And that's not what was going on. And what really gave the switch for me was when my mom got ill, Yeah, you know, and she was in Trinidad and I was here, I was living in Atlanta at the time. And 
it was hard even getting time off to go home. And for me, it wasn't a request so much as it were, I'm telling you that I need to go and see what's going on. And at the time, my mom, and October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. Um, but my mom, she was a breast cancer survivor, but she was not doing well. So I went home to see, well, what's going on, you know? And unfortunately, on that trip, my mom passed away. And that was hard. That was really hard. To be quite honest, it broke me. It, 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 it definitely would. Yes, yeah. it did. And significantly, it took me to a place where, to be quite honest, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to do things. Like, she was my biggest supporter. But also, like, to have your mother, to have a loved one even, could you imagine, um, just taken away from you. But I, I didn't go there prepared for that. So it also shook me to the core, realizing that tomorrow is not promised. And the fact that we spend so much time on what I call noise, mm. right? The noise of the world where we spend time just what I call wasting time on things that are not priorities. Yeah, And I, I realized that that's what I was doing. I was working a lot, but not experiencing life. I was working but was I really going after the things that I had wanted to do? And, you know, if I, if I ask you this, like, even if you ask a child mm -hmm. what their dreams are, they're so excited. You know, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a pilot. I want to do this. I want to, you know. But if you ask an adult, I love that question you just asked me, what am yeah. I passionate about? Because so many people aren't aware, you know. And even when I speak to individuals today, what are their goals? What are the things that they are literally working towards? The truth is they don't know because we're just in this passive lifestyle right now. Right. You know, and I, I didn't want to do that anymore. And that experience with my mom really, really changed that for me. And it was the defining moment in my life that said no more. I am not going to build anybody else's dream. I've got to go after my own dream. I've got to figure out what is it that I want to do, how I want to do it, so that I can spend and take the time to do those things with the people that I love. You know? Yeah. And so that got me on a different path to look at how was I going to be my own boss? How was I going to take back my own time? And then if I had my own time, how was I going to be financially able to be able to do that and have the security to be able to do that? Because especially in these times when, you know, a lot of people, they're losing their homes, yeah. right? They're losing their ability to take care of their families, right? So that's kind of led me to where I am today. And I went on a path to try to figure that out. Yeah. So... If I understand it right, this was a turning point in your life, having your mom and seeing that this is not just something you want to do. Like you're like, I'm going to go see my mom come hell or high water. I'm going to be there. Yeah. You started to see that your dreams were able to become a reality. What was the, what was the process for you to be able to, to really shift from building other people's dreams to, to be able to start living your own dreams? Well, to be quite honest with you, it took me a while to myself up off the ground yeah right that makes sense and to be quite honest with you because like I said I was I was truly broken like just I felt like my heart was ripped out and so when I got back to the United States I literally 
took some time. I was still doing physical therapy, but what I did is that I started working part-time. And what I found out is I, w I went in search of what were successful people doing? That's a great question. Right? Because this is the thing. We often take advice from who? From Uncle John, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Bob. Exactly. Right? Everybody and their mom uh, wants to tell us like what they think we should do. Right? But I often say, who are we surrounding ourselves with? And if we look at the people that we surround ourselves with, you can tell you kind of where you're at as well. Exactly. So for me, if I wanted to be successful, then I needed to change who I was surrounding myself with. Now, don't get me wrong. I have great friends and everything like that. But the type of lifestyle that I wanted, well, I needed to level up with who was it that I was going to learn from? You know, where was I going to find this information? You know, and how was I going to change my mindset with respect to because what I do know is this. And I know a lot of people have heard this, but I really started to really think about this differently. The thinking that, the, the way that you think has only gotten you to where you are today. Exactly. So how do you need to change your thinking to get you to where you wanna be, right? Your future self, what is your future self? How is your future self going to operate? What does your future self need to learn? Or who do you, who do you need to become? to have the things that you need to have to do the things you need to do. So what do I need to learn? And who do I need to learn that from, right, mm -hmm. to be able to do that? And I think and that key. one of the biggest things and the things that we miss is we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. Wow. And that's the thing. I think that, you know, I love to read and I, and I often, like, listen to a lot of things. Some people think I'm a knowledge junkie you know <laughs> yeah, I was like yeah. a knowledge hoarder you know but I'm always I'm, I'm very interested I'm always interested with the human condition right but I you know you almost become obsessed with like figuring out like how do you level up and how do you learn and what does it take for you to get into action because I think the thief of success is being comfortable yeah right and Absolutely. we live in the comfort zone and I think that, and, and don't get me wrong, this is something that I have to work on every single day. By no means do I think that I myself have figured out all the ins and outs of this. But I work every single day to figure out how do I keep being uncomfortable so I continue to grow and stretch myself, right? And how do I surround myself with people that make me uncomfortable, that stretch me, Right, which goes back to that, who are you surrounding yourself with? Exactly. So when I'm surrounding myself with millionaires and you know, and people who are doing the things that I want to do, you know, within if ninety percent of the individuals are, you know that are successful that are creating wealth in this country have some input in real estate, why am I not doing real estate? So that's a big avenue that I started like you know getting involved with. So I, you know, I'm, now I'm enjoying a significant group that allows me to expand that, to learn, to get knowledge, not just how do we use real estate to leverage, right? You know, yeah. even, you know, that Robert Kiyosaki, right? Mm -hmm. Who talks about the rich dad, poor dad. There's, a, there's a, another book that he wrote about called The Cashflow Quadrant that mm -hmm. really breaks down wealth, the four ways of wealth, you know? And we talk about this and the idea between whether you're an employee, self-employed, business owner, investor, 
and whether you're on the left side and he talks about everybody really transitioning to the right side of that quadrant to be able to find that financial future, to find that time freedom, to have fun, to go after your dreams, to have that leverage, right? Because ultimately, how is it that we are going to be able to live the life that we truly deserve, have the impact that we want to have today, right? If we're literally under the thumb of someone else and someone else is calling the shots or, you know, that we're building other people's dreams. Now, don't get me wrong. Right. We need everybody, right? We need the, the, the employees. We need all those different things. But ultimately, to have the lifestyle that I want, the impact that I want to have to change, to, you know, to be members of the community. Like, I have a really deep desire to really help the youth and mentor youth and speak and, and yeah. do those different things. Um, the ability to do that, how do I have that impact is that I need to also level up myself. What's the value that I can create, you know? And so that's that's my journey. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm leading towards. I absolutely love that. You, you brought up some amazing points. Is it okay if I share a story with you absolutely. that you just reminded me of? So absolutely. a few years ago, I was at, uh, <laughs> at my, my job and I, I realized at the end of the school year, we had an opportunity where kids were there, but they didn't have to be there. Right. We're like, man, what, what do we do with that, that time where we don't have to, but we're there. Mm -hmm. uh, another teacher, he set up Wasatch Forge to come over and uh, do this demonstration of how to build swords and stuff. And it was awesome. We mm -hmm. got to see them fire, uh, fire these swords and, and beat them into a beautiful uh, piece of, of metalwork. And I noticed something while I was experiencing this, that sometimes we, we see that you have to strike while the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. If you wait until you quench that sword in the water and then you hit it again, all you're doing is making a sound. Right. So for you, it sounds like you have struck while the iron's hot. You've mm -hmm. been able to not only make an impact on, on your community, but your family as well, because you're in a different position than you were say a few years ago. I, I remember when I first met you, I, I found out that you did volleyball and I, I would love to hear a little bit of your volleyball story because you bump set and spiked this whole whole thing into existence and you were successful there. Tell us a little bit about that story. Well, that's a funny <laughs> story because, you know, I am only five foot three. Really? <laughs> but I uh, feel like I am six feet. Let's just be clear, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, on the volleyball court, right? So you're correct. Uh, actually, I've had great success in the volleyball arena and uh, it started because I was waiting for my mom to pick me up one day. Ironically, really, and I was just hanging around, and in my high school, at my high school, we, uh, I saw them having a lot of fun, and I just joined in. And to be quite honest with you, I was hooked that one day. It took one day. Like, one day. I'm, I'm sold. So at at age eleven, I was already playing club volleyball, and in Trinidad at the time, it was very, very, very different than it is today. That was the old system where old system it wasn't even rally. <laughs> I didn't want to date myself too much, but the old system. Um, but, you know, we would be playing games that would last two, three hours. Now wow. the rally system is a little bit quicker, you know, probably mm -hmm. an hour. But I fell in love with the game and I fell in love with the team aspect. Yeah. To me, volleyball was and still is one of the ultimate team sports, right? Yeah. Because you cannot... You, you literally, the ability for you to operate on the court, it teaches you so many applicable things outside the court. I used to say, I can show you how kids operate on the court and they operate the same way off the court. 
how do you deal with your teammate? How do you overcome challenges, right? How do you creatively um, make decisions in that moment? There's so many aspects of the game that I absolutely love. And I think that playing sport, I feel, is so important because it really expands you, in my opinion, I feel like everybody needs to play some type of team sport, right? It doesn't matter whether you're good or bad, but ultimately you work through a lot of these things that I think are so applicable in the real world. But at five foot three, I had a coach who, um, let's just say, saw something in me. And so mm. we were, he would, what you call, I, I don't even know if I should say this word, but it was almost like he would pimp us out, yeah. myself and another, <laughs> okay. another girl that was also a shorter. And at the time, we would play all around, right? So I had, I had some jumps at the time. But he would have all these guys come across, you know, and we would uh, we'd be playing for hours and hours, everything from sand to grass to outdoor. And I played for so long that in some tournaments, they would literally ask to show my, um, to show my ID because they were like, you're still this age? Like, <laughs> how are you still this young, right? And so I remember this one time, these guys came in and they were like, oh my gosh, we could, we could, we could beat them. We could beat them. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's just two, herself and this other, you know, this other girl. And so it was just two of us against six of these guys. I love it. And with our coach, because he taught us about, it didn't matter who was on the other side. It didn't mm -hmm. matter. Like when you stepped on the court, for me, when you step in the court of life, but when you step on the court, you show up, right? Yeah. But he taught us you go after it. You go after everything. And, and the ability to take action and build your confidence. So at first, well, we weren't confident, but he had the confidence in us because he saw something in us. But he kept putting us out there and putting us out there and putting us out there. And it's so funny that we gained the confidence to be able to control an entire court. Right. I love that. And so it started my ability to even create leadership, right? And how we continue to cultivate the younger ones and help them out. But we beat those guys that day and they couldn't believe it. These <laughs> six guys who were trying to pound this ball and these two five foot three girls, like, you know. And it was so interesting because between the strategy, between the confidence that we had, and sometimes we have to borrow somebody else's confidence. Yeah. You know? Even in life, we got to borrow somebody else's confidence. But the key is to take action. And you just said it. Strike when the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. The idea that, you know, if I were to think about this, and, if, and, and, I, and, I, and I really want the listeners today to even think about this. If they were to do, let's say, again, let's take real estate, for example. If 10 years ago they decided to do, let's say, get into real estate and do one deal a year for the, for the last 10 years, how would their life have been different today? Yeah. Right? Those are serious opportunity costs, aren't That's they? exactly right. Now, it's one deal a year, right? Yeah. And sometimes we think of things and they're so insurmountable that we think that we can't do it. We have those self-limiting beliefs. And let me tell you, I had to overcome a lot of limiting beliefs about myself. You know, maybe... You know, I'm not from here. Yeah. You know, maybe I wasn't good enough to have the success that other people were having, you know, or I wasn't smart enough to do that. I don't know anything about real estate. I'm in the healthcare profession. Like, <laughs> yeah. they don't even build homes like they build here. Like, you know, we build homes differently in, in the Caribbean, you know. So all of these limiting beliefs that you tell yourself, it's just a mindset. And so that's why I say it's such important to have that personal development. 
and to invest in ourselves because if we don't have the right mindset, it really is the mm. thing that really takes us back. So for me, I didn't realize it at the time that my coach was working on that even back then. So it led me to play on the national team. It led me to, um, to, to travel to different Caribbean countries, to play for my country for a number of years. Even now I go back home and I will, you know, um, liaise with the national team sometimes, you know, or coach, I've coached for years, et cetera. Like that's, what, that's, that's where my love for coaching the youth and mentoring mm -hmm. and stuff, because I really think the game teaches life. And I'm, I'm truly passionate about that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. You you don't just walk the walk, you talk the talk. Mm -hmm. You're willing to be the same person on the court as you are off the court. I think that's key. When, when we're willing to not just talk about what we're going to be doing, but when you are in the moment, you live exactly how you show up. Well, I think that authenticity is important, you know, and we throw that word around a lot, yeah. right? But I really think that if you can be true to yourself and show up the way that you, again, who do you want to become? Who is your future self and who are you trying to, who, not trying to, but who will you become, right? Exactly. And, I, and, you know, and I would be so bold to give the listeners even a homework sure, assignment, right? A problem set, as it were, to turn around and say, you know, do an exercise where you write out who your future self is. Because who your future self is are you doing those things necessary to get you there? Are you, you know, showing up the way that you need to show up to get you there? You know, if I'm going to be a successful individual, well, you mean, am I sleeping half my day away? Am I talking to the right people? Am I surrounding myself with the correct, you know, with the, mm -hmm. the right people that are going to elevate myself? Am I surrounding myself with the people that are telling me, you know, listen, yes, 90% of the people that are out here that are doing real estate are being successful. You know, they don't have to be real estate gurus, but they have some sort of real estate portfolio, right, right. in their lives today. You know, um, are you taking personal development quick story i hey, went to a mastermind the other day and it was um with six and seven figure earners now you would think six and seven figure earners and some of them per month and you would think well they're doing well right it was very interesting to hear them say and they themselves they have a budget to do personal development because for them the mindset is so important and they themselves are spending money to be able to keep themselves at that level and even push themselves where they're constantly looking for that. What's that nugget? What is it that is in their blind spot that they are not? How are they going to continue to make impact? How are they mm. helping more and more people? You know, and so who are we? Right. To turn around and say, listen, I just want to, you know, maybe and not to say that there's not good information out there, but at some level, free doesn't cut it. Exactly. Right. Because you have to make a commitment to yourself to be able to get to the next level. So, again, what are you willing to do to become the person that you want to become? And if I can piggyback on, on top of that, it, you said free doesn't cut it. What we don't pay for in money, we often pay for in Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And it takes so much effort to try and weave through the ocean of information. We're in the information age. Oh, my gosh. And if, if you think about information in a, in a simple text, in a simple way, information is just one way, one piece of the puzzle, puzzle that you can be successful. 
you need to have implementation and you need to have the implementation of the right information. So it's sorting all these things. And sometimes when you find the right who, it allows you to figure out the quickest way from A to B. Yes. Instead of trying to go all over here. And I, I have a fun quote that always pops into my head mm -hmm. when I when I hear, oh, I, I'll just find it on the internet. It's mm -hmm. fine. I'll, just, I'll look <laughs> on the internet and I'm sure I can find the information. You absolutely can. But if information was all you need, librarians would drive Lamborghinis. Yeah. So let, let me ask you another question. Uh, in your expertise, you say you, you're absolutely amazing in, in the volleyball realm. You're amazing in, in healthcare. Uh, what was it that positions you uniquely to be an expert in this field? What is your experience, your background that way? Well, um, to, be, to be quite honest, it's the mentorship that I continue to, to get. Yeah. Because ultimately, I don't know everything, right? So as... I think it's super important to, like I said, I seek out knowledge, right? Because you, you do need to have knowledge. So as I'm seeking out the knowledge, but the mentorship is also important because there's just so many things that I know that I know certain things, but I also know that I don't know certain things, right? right? But they're also, like you talked about, how do we compress time? And there's so much, and I, ch I am challenged with this, let me tell you right now. I am challenged by the sea of information that is out there. Right. Because I feel, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I think we all do. <laughs> love-hate relationship. You know, I think that it is a very important tool. I think it's a very useful tool. I think that we spend a lot of time, a lot of noisy time on social media. Um, I think it can be used for a lot of good. I think it's also used for a lot of evil, <laughs> you know. Um, but I also think that there is so much information that we miss that we are unfocused and remember I said to you, I think that information is slapping us in the face. Again, I'm dating myself, but remember back in the day when we would go and seek information? Right. We would go to the library and we go would to the find library, information. Yeah. <laughs> or we would, you know, we would go seek. Like information is just slapping us in the face. All the time. So what if we were to literally get a little bit more focused to seek the information to literally take something and follow it all the way to completion? Hmm. And I think that we're not doing that very well as a society anymore. And if we can do that better, I think we will be accomplishing a lot more things. And, um, and again, I, I, I throw myself in that realm as well. I am working on that and, and through mentorship and different things like that, I am working so much better at being so much laser focused, putting some blinders on to really weed through some of the noise to be able to really take things all the way through to the end. Because... When you get distracted, you know, that's where we're all over the place and you can't, you can't be everything to everyone, you know. And one of my favorite quotes is this. When the, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, change happens. And too many of us are, sometimes the pain, we're, we're hurting, but it's almost like the pain isn't great enough. But what if we didn't wait for the pain? Mm. What if we didn't wait for our backs to be against the wall? right? What if we took action? So for me, it's about taking action in the unknown, really playing in the unknown and taking that step, remember, back to being uncomfortable. Exactly. Right? So having the mentorship, you know, staying, you know, 
continually working on myself, having the knowledge, that is what to me really sets things apart, right? But it's an active process. It is definitely not a passive process. Right. I don't think wisdom can be an inactive process right. because it comes with the experience. Right. It's not just the knowledge. It's the knowledge that's applied over Absolutely. time that creates the wisdom. Absolutely. So in, in your experience, what was one of the life lessons that you've had, could be from volleyball or from business, mm -hmm. that you've had that, that really helped you figure out this is how I'm going to level up in my life? So one of the biggest things is super simple. You got to show up. Yeah. Physically right. and mentally, right? 90%, I believe, of success is showing up because most people don't show up. Mm. They don't show up. They don't show up for themselves and they don't show up to take action. You know, and whether it is, you know, the mother of all fear is rejection, right? Um, and we say, you know, we're afraid of failure. And it's a real thing. That's a real thing. And again, these are all things that I have had to work through and I continue to work through, but day to day to day to day. Because as soon as you hit a certain, let's say a rung on a stair, For sure. right? Guess what? You've just leveled up. Now there's another rung that you gotta hit. And that's how it should be because you're continually growing and continually leveling up. So, you know, it's continually like working. That's why the mental part is so important again, because you're continually leveling up that way. But when you show up, you give yourself permission and you give yourself the opportunity. But if you don't even show up, what's gonna happen? The same, more of the same? Those opportunities you don't show up for cannot benefit That's right. Benefit you. Right, you know, they talk, they talk, they talk about you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Mm, Wayne Gretzky and Michael Scott. Like, <laughs> it, it won't happen, it won't happen. So how many shots are you, how, how many shots are you willing to take? Yeah. Right, and you know, um, what was that show that uh, they had with Michael Jackson? I'm um, not Michael Jackson, sorry, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Um, where they were talking about his life and they were talking about all those different oh, things yeah. on Netflix. And sure. they were talking about how, the thing about it is they talk about all the shots he did make at the end of the game. But he had an interview where he talked about, they never talked about the shots that he missed at the end of the game. But mm -hmm. he was willing to take those shots, which prepared him for those shots that he did miss, that he did make at the end of those games. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's not realistic for us to think every single shot that we take is going to go. Oh, in. no, no, no. Right. No, no. But the more shots we take and the consistency of taking those shots will allow us to actually have the opportunities that that do go in. Right. Yes. Sometimes you're going to swish it and sometimes you're going to absolutely miss it. Absolutely. So absolutely. For you, Vivian, I, I feel like there's there's something that that could absolutely help a brand new investor that mm -hmm. you've experienced. What is one key piece of advice that you would share with someone that's brand new, someone that wants to start living their dreams, but they, they might not know how? Okay. What, what would you, you share with them? Take action. Take action. So it doesn't matter how much learning that we learn we can again you said it applied knowledge mm -hmm. because i think a lot of people you always get ready you get ready to get ready to get ready to yep, get, get ready, ready to ready, ready and we yeah. can be <laughs> we can be getting ready for a long time and i think a lot of people out here are still getting ready 
you know, as a, as a little bit of an intellect, you know, sometimes I get caught by paralysis of analysis. Yes. And I've had to, and that's why I keep reiterating this about showing up and taking action because for me that was a huge, huge thing for me to overcome because I needed to step out. I needed to take action because a lot of the learnings that you do have is in the execution. And nobody can teach you that. Right. Nobody can teach you that. And as you, you know, execute, you know, those are where the other things fall into play. Right. So when I am when I'm stuck in a situation or we have a deal that's, you know, that I need help with. Well, guess what? Now I'm surrounding myself with the individuals that now I can call and say, listen, this is what's happening. Um, this is what I'm thinking of. This is what I believe that I should do. You know, do you have any say, you know, do you have any advice for me? You know, is this the way that I, you think I should go, you know, and, and then I can move forward. So what happens is we're constantly pushing forward because there are a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? Mm -hmm. But we're so focused on whether it's good, bad, indifferent. No, it's just, you make a decision, right? So at one point or the other, you've got to make a decision and keep moving. Too many times we get stuck. So for me right now, one of the things that I am really working on is really I'm helping um, individuals, especially a lot of business owners, um, really get unstuck, really find revenue and find profitability in getting unstuck, but finding in, uh, you know passive income um, and really finding ways where they can pay themselves first, right? Ooh, that's key. Yes, because you have to pay yourself first. And this is what we forget. Um, I was being the person who I'm always trying to help somebody else or whatever the case is. Like what I don't realize is when they talk about putting the, the oxygen mask on yourself. You hear it. But again, guys, I think, you know, we hear these things, but they don't really resonate until you really take them in and, and really believe what it is that it means, you know, and when you have that oxygen mask on yourself, you can help so many more people. Mm. So these business owners that are working, that are killing themselves, but they can't pay themselves first. How are you going to help the next person? How are you going to help your communities? How are you going to, you know what I mean, help your families? Because if you're, if, you, if you're in survival mode, how are you helping anybody? So I'm helping these business owners level up in that way, pay themselves first, but also so they don't compromise family, friends, right? All these other things through creating income, passive income, all these other things, right? And, um, and, and that's changing a lot of things. I love that. Yeah. So one of the things that popped up in my head as you were, as you were just barely sharing about leveling up, sometimes we hit a glass ceiling mm -hmm. and we, we don't know how we're going to break through it. What have you done to be able to find the right person to help you go through those glass ceilings? So that's constant because you're constantly networking. You're constantly, you know, for me right now, so now I'm in Utah, mm -hmm. right? So for me, um, being in Atlanta, there were some opportunities that I took advantage of. But for me, there were other things that I were looking for. And guess what? It brought me to Utah. And I'm here in Utah, and here I am with you, yeah, <laughs> right? And here I am, and we're doing this podcast, and we're talking about these things, and it's taking me to another level, right? Mm -hmm. So it's constantly networking. It's constantly putting yourself out there. 
And that's a fear, right? Being Absolutely. vulnerable and putting yourself out there because we don't have to be perfect. It's right. not about being perfect, right? It's about just having progress. So if we can tune around and it's constantly progress and, and you know, at that mastermind, we were talking about, you know, we master the mundane, but we have, even if we had 1%, if 1%, we got better by 1% every single day, that's progress. Wow. That is progress. And that adds up over time, right? The one thing that I, that for me is non-negotiable now is being stagnant, mm. right? For a long time while I was working in my job, I was running and running and guys, I was running. I was, I was, you know, as a physical therapist and I was coaching, I would leave at like seven o'clock in the morning. I would get home at 11 o'clock at night. Oof, just wearied. That's right. And on the weekends, we would travel and be, and be coaching. And I was helping tons of kids find scholarships and all this other stuff. But I was not working on myself. I was burnt out. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was not, not I didn't have any oxygen mask on myself. Let <laughs> me tell you, I was underwater. Right. But ultimately, you can't continue like that. No. Nope. Right. And so those are the things for me that over time that when I when you when I really step back and 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 honestly, somebody had to point that out to me because it was my blind spot. Mm. I was running, but going nowhere. Just, just on that. And you don't realize path, it. Yeah, you're, you're just running and running and running. You have and the running. treadmill going. The that's whole time. right. And oh, so for man. me, that's a non-negotiable. Yeah. If it's one percent that I've got better today, that man, that was a good day. I'm yeah. grateful for that day, right? But it's non-negotiable that we can just be stagnated now. That's not okay. Yeah. Think about stagnation is, is one of the things. So there, there's an expression in the Bible that says that when you are damned, that mm -hmm. means you are stopping your progression. Right. And that's what stagnation is, right? right. You're not progressing. If you're not progressing, you're digressing and that's right. Laozi. So when, when we are willing to open up and be willing to not just take one, one step, but continue to put our next foot in front of the other, mm -hmm. that path to perfection comes in the imperfect, uh, the imperfected steps that we, that we take. So moving on one more, one more thing I wanted to make sure that we, we cover, uh, what did you do to level up your, your mindset? Cause it sounds like when you first got started, mm -hmm. you're, you didn't ha quite have the mindset to really take it to the next level. What did you do to level up that mindset to really give you the lifestyle that you wanted? So for me, um, I had a really good friend of mine that, again, was part of a community um, that I am part of uh, as part of investing and doing real estate investing. Mm -hmm. And they uh, they pointed me in a direction of a group that um, really worked on getting back to the root of the root of your thinking, mm. which opened the doorway to understanding your limiting beliefs and made me remember that I am a creator because the other thing for me was that I was living in perfection mode. Yeah. I felt like everything needed to be perfect. So when things did not work out, I just, it really like, I carried that and carried that, right? And I, you know, for me, I wanted things to work out. I wanted to perform. If I did things for, as, as a coach, if I did things for my patients, I, so I showed up. Yeah. But it took everything of me to do those things. But remember, I was not filling my own cup. 
right? And the strategies that I have learned over the years to, um, to overcome certain things, they weren't working for me at this point in time, which meant really that ultimately they were still underlying things at the root of that. So when you get to the root of that, when you can get rid of negative emotions, fear, anger, guilt, right? When you stop categorizing good and bad and things like that, where it's simply decisions that are being made, when you let go of your model of the world, when you stop holding on so tight to your model of the world. So that's the first thing that I did. That started me being very uh, open to the idea of another program. I did some NLP training mm -hmm. to really understand. Neurolinguistic programming. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Neurolinguistic programming, which really opened my mindset to how we think, why I was feeling that way. Mm. And you would, you would not believe the way that we think manifests also in our physical, right? Why was, why was I so tired, right? Why I was having gut issues, mm. right? Because you were carrying so much, the burden, some pain, you know? And I had, as an athlete, you know, my, my world was, was athletics. I had played for so long. And even after I stopped playing professionally, I was still playing and coaching and, and stuff. But I had had four knee surgeries at this time. So I'd been out for a while. I wasn't able to compete as I was competing. I was playing less. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was an identity. And for me, I was losing my identity kind of along that way. And I had to regain who I was, find out who I was, and authentically live who I, you know, who I wanted to be. And so NLP and, um, and really surrounding myself with individuals who had different mindsets really allowed me to again paint the picture about visualizing how I could go after my own dreams, regain the passion that I feel like I've lost, and start living the life that I actually wanted to live. So whereas it's not all puppies and rainbows, now I wake up excited for what is there because when you now have your why, when you have things that you're passionate about and you're living now for you and not for somebody else, you can truly show up, right? Yeah. So you just show up. And so that now has been a complete difference in my life. And so we work through those things and we network and we find those individuals that, that just you know, I choose who enters my circle. It's not by default. I choose who enters my circle. I choose who I learn from. I actively participate in my life. I create the type of life that I want and help others to do the same. For me, now my life is worth getting up every day, working through that. And so that's what matters. And so for me, that creates joy, that creates laughter, that creates, you know, um, what for me was missing. Yeah. You know, which is completely different than what it was five, six years ago. I love it. It feels like you were extremely intentional the last few years Absolutely. on which relationships Absolutely. brought value to you and ones that you could provide value for. Absolutely. So what's the system that you were able to put into place to make sure that you, 
you were cultivating that circle, that inner circle for, for your specific relationships? So for me, I've started, I think, you know how you lose touch with people? So again, the yeah. social media, like uh, love-hate relationship. Right. So I've been leveraging that a little bit more, using that to reach out in different ways to not only create value in what I'm learning and yeah. sharing that with people a lot more, which I feel, I feel like it would be selfish not to because I'm learning things that I feel will change people's lives today financially, which is huge because of where I was, yeah. you know? And because I don't want people to feel how I felt, broken, just lost and stuck. I want people to feel possibility and opportunity and live their passions out in, you know, a life that they deserve, of, you know, even, in, even, even when times are tough, because that's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Helping people pay off their homes in a third of the time, helping people find ways in which, you know, they increase their credit score to be able to, you know, purchase what they want or to be able to spend time with their families taking the vacations that they need to. Not because they can only take five days or six days, but maybe they have multiple vacations that they can take now. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't have to work the 60, 80, 100 hours that they normally work, you know, and when they're able to do those things, their whole life changes. So when you're building the relationships, you're literally reaching out. I'm reaching out through social media for old relationships. Like I just reached out to a friend of mine that I went to school with and just connect, reconnecting. Yeah. And in reconnecting, I found out some things about him and his family and all this other stuff. And it's amazing like the time has passed, we haven't spoken. I was like, it was like yesterday, we just kind of fell back into it <laughs> right. and it was great, you know? And, I'm, I'm, and I've been able to help him do some things because he's been looking to do some things over time. And now he will be on a path to be able to pay off his home maybe in four years. Wow, that's amazing. And, and right now, he, I think he has 25, 25 or 26 years left on it, where we can bring that down to almost four years for him. That's amazing. So. For me, it sounds like it's not so much about the money or the success that way. For you, it's about helping people be able to recognize what their situation is mm -hmm. and figure out how to level up their mindset, skill set, and tool set so that they can achieve the dreams that mm -hmm. they have. Yep. So, because everybody has different dreams. Yeah. I can't. I can't tell you what your dream is. Exactly. Right? I've shared with you a little bit of what my my ability is. Like a huge dream of mine is in Trinidad right now. We have a huge. Um, we have a lapse in youth development programs. Mm -hmm. Being on the national team and stuff, we just don't have a program that that gaps makes that gap from youth to the to the national level in right. sport. Like I said, I feel I really feel like sport. It, it allows for a lot of opportunity, but it allows for the development of an individual. Right. And through sport and through mentorship and through even financial development and different things, I think it creates opportunities for individuals. And if you are, like you said, have the tools and skill set and mindset. The way that you show up in the world is, I think, different. And the ability to do that and have options. For me, it's about you having options because the person who, whose back is against the wall is a, almost sees themselves as a victim. Yeah. And according to Rob Sperry in his book, you know, The Game of Conquering and stuff, the idea is we want, we want conquerors. We want people to feel like they can conquer, not to be a victim, but to be conquerors. And if you are a conqueror out here, you impact not just yourself, your family, 
your community, but that expands to changing the world, really. You know what I mean? So if, right. what can we do to create ripples that changes everything? Because let me tell you, I feel like we're in a time right now, we need some ripples. Mm -hmm. We absolutely need some ripples. There's a lot of people that say, hey, I want to I wanna see the world get changed, but they're not willing to change themselves. Yeah, that's exactly. That's right. And it starts with us. Absolutely. And if we can do that, you know, and I'm here to say, what can I do? What, what, what's my part? What can I do? And then what's the ripple that I can affect? And then what's that ripple that affects there? And then over time, you know, we can do that. For me, it's through youth. And so a youth developmental program that we can do that creates that in Trinidad, that creates that in multiple sporting arenas, that's a huge development that I've been working on, that I've been talking to some people about. And really, and there's no way that I would have even conceptualized that that was possible. And now I see the possibility of that and networking with individuals both at home and here to be able to make that happen. Mm. You know? I love it. Yeah. Well, Vivian, before we sign off, I, I want to, to ask you one more, one more question. Sure. Uh, what is that one thing that, mm -hmm. that you think makes all the difference in business and in life? One thing with respect to what specifically? I, because I feel like there's a number that, of there's things, a lot of things. So, but then maybe take it two ways. One thing that mm -hmm. you could ha have help in life and in business. So we'll, I'll give you two. So it could even be like something that you learned from your volleyball career. Because mm -hmm. I know you did professional volleyball for a long time. Yeah. Right. What was that thing that changed you? I think the truth is belief in oneself. I think both in business and in life, having the belief in oneself makes all the difference. There's a story around an individual who, and, and forgive me if I, if I miss this up a little bit, but you'll get the premise of this. Sure. The individual came home and their mother told them that or told him rather that he well the individual gave his mom uh, a paper from the school from the teacher mm -hmm. and it said that the mother read the, p the paper and she said to him listen she was crying and she said listen you're not going to be able to go back to school you know the teacher said that you are too smart for the class and she doesn't want to hold you back on the class and we're gonna have to figure out something else for you and she said we're gonna end up having to homeschool you so she's crying and the boy's like oh my gosh you know I guess that's what we're gonna do great years went by the mother passed away this young boy he grew up okay he did many great things Right, he was super successful, ran many businesses, all this other stuff. He finds the paper that the mom, that he gave his mom decades earlier. He reads the paper and the paper says that the teacher said that the mom had to do something with him because he was keeping the class back. He was too slow and he starts to cry. Now this boy who the teacher believed practically probably wouldn't account for anything. 
but his mom instilled the belief that he could. And he went on to live the life with that belief that he could, that he was this kid that was smart, that was capable. And he created the life of that person that was smart, that was capable, that was successful. I love that. So for us, the ability for us to have that belief in ourselves, to create the life that we want is so important because it allows us to get out there and have the activity. And sometimes it starts with just, again, showing up, doing those little things to have the results and then to have the successes that we want. And then that creates even more belief. But as our belief grows, we grow in our activity, which creates more success. So as we really work on affecting our limiting beliefs and really work on the belief in ourselves and our ability to accomplish whatever it is that we want, because I truly believe we have the talents to do whatever it is that we want to. We just have to explore that and really bring that to the surface. I feel in both in life and in business, we can truly accomplish anything we want to. It all comes down to do we believe it? Absolutely. That faith put into action. That's right. Because Absolutely. as a kid, let me tell you something. We believe we can do anything. But with society, what we're told, somehow that gets stripped. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. As kids, you have kids. Yeah. Your kids are just bouncing <laughs> off the walls, doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they are. You know, and then how many times are you, you know, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. Stop climbing there. You're going to fall, you know, or something like that. But they're going about their business, doing everything. Yeah. Purely, there's, the fear isn't there. They're out there just doing their thing. But bit by bit, we implant these limiting beliefs over time. But we've got to strip that away. We've got to put ourselves out there. We've, got to, we've literally got to be put into action so that we can have those results, build back those beliefs, the belief that we can, the belief in ourselves and the things that we can create. I really believe, you notice I'm saying create because it's something that I've really held on to. I forgot that I was a creator and we can create anything that we want. Yeah. Let the universe give it to us. It all starts up here. That's right. That's right. And as we create that spiritually and mentally, then we can That's create right. it. Your subconscious knows, the subconscious knows it already. Our, our conscious just hasn't caught up to it yet. Yep. Right? Yeah, Leonard Parkin told me this. This was my uh, my grandfather from my wife's side. Mm -hmm. He said, imagination is a place. Mm -hmm. We can go there yep. and we can live in that space and we can create. And then as we create, then we can make it a reality. Yeah. So thank you for helping all of our viewers today start Absolutely. to take that next step. Right? We don't have to go 10 rungs up on the ladder. We can just take that next one. That's it. That's that it. Next and, and, and it's funny that you say that because I say that a lot when I when I do a video or a live video or something. I said, all we have to do is figure out the next step, because for me, that's all I could. That's all I could do. I yeah. couldn't see 10 steps forward. All I wanted to do was take the next step and then the next step and then the next step, because it's it's sometimes it's too large. It's too large. Then it's the next step that we take. We could handle that. Then the mm. next step. Remember, one percent. It's just one percent. One percent better. That's and right. That makes all the difference. Absolutely. All right. Well, Vivian, how do our uh, listeners get to learn more about you and hear hear more about you before we sign off? You can uh, you can look me up on Facebook. Um, you know, just a VL peer. You can look me up on uh, Instagram, uh, Trini underscore Doc. 
Um, I do a lot of live videos. We'll be putting out, we'll be putting out a couple of um, short videos. Um, we're going to be launching our website soon. That's going to have a couple of uh, videos and uh, things that uh, are going to help financially um, get you up to speed with some of the things that we've been uh, talking about today. We're really trying to get the word out and create some value for individuals. Um, I'll be setting up some ability to create some one-on-one -on -one consultation calls as well to be able for people just to have a consultation call, you know, to see kind of where people are at and help them create value for themselves and see what is it that they can really put forward to create vision for themselves and then create a strategic plan for them in that form or fashion to be able to move forward for themselves, you know. I love it. Well, so, thank yeah. you so much for your time today and helping all of us level up. So thanks so much for, for tuning into Leveling Up. I'm Brigham Black, I'm your host. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.